This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake and our sponsors today, Boyd's One Stop. All right weather more it's been some rough weather around the state all night i hope hope some of you got more sleep than i did goodness but anyway all right right now in galveston it's 72 degrees and a few showers around but uh looks like the forecast for today partly to mostly cloudy skies with scattered thunderstorms during the morning high of 77 north north at west winds at 10 to 20 that rain chance today is 50% in Galveston. Up in the woodlands right now, it's about 130%. That area's been getting drilled all night long. We'll find out more about that when we talk to Richard this morning. But uh, tonight looks like clear skies, low of 67. North-northwest winds at 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, sunny skies, high of 77. East-southeast, 10 to 15. And looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide Predictions. And we're on two of them. Boy, we've been having some bull tides this week with those east winds. I mean, it's had that incoming tide has been coming in strong. But uh, looks like today we have a low at 4:05 a.m. It's an 0.2. Then our highs this afternoon at 2:21 p.m. It's a 1.5. And looking at uh, wind around the area, the North Jetty right now has got a northeast wind, kind of east northeast at 28 miles per hour. And uh, the causeway is uh, 23 out of the north, uh, 22 out of the north, northeast at Eagle Point, and up at uh, Morgan's Point, it looks like, out of the north at about 16 miles per hour. So a little bit of wind in the area with these storms. But anyway, that's where we stand on weather and tides and all that. All right, let's head over to the Golden Triangle area and uh, check in with Captain Bill Watkins at Sabine Lake. He's gone to voicemail three times. We'll then go to Richard Tosh. I know he fished yesterday. We'll just do the fish dude then. I don't know what's up with Bill. I did get a text. Did you? Anyway, we'll just go to Richard. But, uh, yeah, the tides have been really bulled up this week. I mean, just that income has been strong and coming up about two feet. It's in the grass everywhere. So hopefully somebody got some good fishing in. While that was going on, but uh, Bill may be having cell problems with the weather over there. No telling. The reason we didn't get him usually he's uh, automatic. But uh, anyway, let's go to Richard Tosh at Lake Conroe. Check with him. He's always up. He never fails. This guy's more dependable than the than the mail system. Way better. I don't know about that. I didn't. I didn't mean to compare you to the mail system. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. It's all good. It's all good. I'm right as the mail. He's got a bird nest on the ground. (laughs) What's going on with you, man? You've been. Looks like y'all been getting hammered all night long. Oh my goodness, Mickey! It's crazy. Since about eleven o'clock, it's been going nuts. I mean, last night about eleven o'clock, I was my guys. For today, started texting. I started texting back. And finally, finally, about one o'clock, we decided, "Hey, we're going. We're not going to go." Yes. So it's. Uh, I, I told him. I said, "It ought to blow through here by by about eight in the morning. It ought to be all right." But uh, since about eleven, I've had uh, 
two, little over two inches of rain. So that means there's going to be lots of fresh water coming in there. So yeah, it's I figured be you've coming. gotten more than that the way it's been looking on radar. I'll tell you what, it's been nasty. There ain't no doubt. But I didn't get anything all. off that line that you're getting. I just got build up ahead of it like that last one did. And, I'll uh, be darned. That first line went above me through Liberty County, you know, over towards uh, the Beaumont area, and they're getting yep. hammered right now. But uh, <laughs> it was just a buildup between those two lines, and that line that's on you, it's been there forever. I know. It's been sitting here all night long. It just uh, it get little gaps in this, but there, mm-hmm. it's been a light show all night. I yeah, I know. My dog, my dog didn't let me sleep last night. It's been a rough I night got- for me. I hear you. I got three of them laying in here, and I can't get they. I can't get them to go outside. <laughs> oh, heck! Them rascals—they—they're goofy, lazy dogs. I got one of them run out there to chase the cat off. That's all he did. But <laughs> and when he got out there, said, "I got to come back in. It's raining too much." But that's all—it's all good. Man, uh-huh. that thing crappie though are killing me on the lake. I can't figure out why they won't get consistent. Them them knuckleheads—they uh. I guess with that water being up and they're holding it up, I mean they're they're not letting Conroe down right now at all. And I I'll fix them look at the the uh release and see if they're doing anything ahead of all this water that's fixing to come in, but I, I mean since Easter they've they've not let hardly any water out of the lake. So it's all hanging up there real high. The bulkhead catfish, I cannot get them to stay stay pretty any consistency to them either and then uh the uh the crappie i get out there one day like yesterday we got out there on them crappie right off the bat and then it it started out like they're gonna go crazy because we had like six of them within the first few minutes we were there a couple short ones then then uh all of a sudden they just shut down and then couldn't couldn't even get them to bite it's just crazy it and then Right now, I said, put them, let's go catch some catfish, moved up on them. And them rascals didn't want to bite very good. Had, you know, we only had like 14, 15 that we kept. And then uh, yesterday afternoon, everything flipped. We had 62 yesterday, 62 catfish yesterday afternoon. We went straight to them, you know, and this, that's mm-hmm. all we did. And then looking at the lake release right now, they ain't the 350 cubic foot a second. That ain't nothing. They ain't releasing hardly nothing out of there right now, so it's uh that'll change later on today. But it's up. It says two hundred one point four is what what the lake level's at, but it's going to go more. There ain't no doubt about that with this water coming in because like if I get if I got two inches here, it's going to come up at least two inches there. So that's just the way it usually works. And I don't know. I ain't even got to try them hybrids in a while, so. One of these days, I'll get back out there on them hybrids. So we'll see. I'm just ready. I'm ready to get away from this rain. I'm and with these you. cold fronts. Dang cold fronts. It's they almost just May. just keep coming. I know, and it's almost May. That's what's so bad. That just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's this late in the season. I mean, April, you usually we get some rain, but dang, not this much. So March and April and and winds usually in April or March, and, and March gets the rain, April gets the wind. So, yeah, I don't know. It's one of them things. So, how's them fish biting down there? Since I can't go today, it's a roller coaster. It's the same same old thing, you know. Just uh, it, you know, you you fight the weather. You get a little pattern going, then it's you know, you get a wind switch. It's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you ain't kidding with. I the mean, I've switch. seen it worse, but I've seen it better too. You know, it just that's the way yeah. it is. I was like the other day. I can't remember what day it was. We started out, and you know, I got. Did I lose you? Man, everything went off. Did you get that, Jake? Oh, his phone is off. Mickey, uh, I can, I'm here. There you go. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm, I don't either. I was sitting there telling you I'm here the whole time. But but uh, now the other day, it started off with I'm sitting there on spot lock, right, and the wind's blowing out of the northeast. And then all, about oh, 30 minutes later, it turns 
That's where it goes east. Then it turned southeast. It turned south, then it went back southeast. And this is all within about an hour and a half. It's like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Boat just turning all the way around. You know, because it, it went moving out and it just kept changing all day long. Right. And then it then moved right back out of the northeast. It's like, good night. Is it ever going to make up its mind? And finally it settled down and got out of the south a little bit. So that's it. just one of, them, one of them things. I get out there and see all that weird stuff every once in a while. And it's it's worth it when it's when you're there and it, you get them bite, but it's uh it's a pain whenever you got it figured out and you know hey these fish are sitting right there and then the boat moves on you. It's like yep. good night. I got to change with it. So <clears throat> that's like yesterday we were sitting on some brush piles and them crappie were I had them I had them locked down where they were like ten feet away from the boat. And I tell them, tell them guys, y'all throw right up there. They're right there. And that boat switched a little bit, and dang, they're under the boat now. <laughs> so we had to we had to flip around and, and move over to get the get the boat off from on top of the trees that the fish were on. So that's that's one thing about that. How that are you fishing target. for those crappie? Are you using jigs or minnows or what? Jigs and minnows. And, and uh, you know, the thing is, using the, I, use, I use jigs, minnows, and shad. And what happens is with the shad, you usually catch the bigger ones. You don't catch as many, but you catch bigger ones. Many right. usually catch the numbers. You know, you'll catch the small ones, the big ones, everything in between. Sure. And then uh, with the jigs, pretty much the same thing, you know. But the jigs here, you know, with the with the uh, active target where I'm looking, you know, forward-facing sonar, or I'm looking at them, I'm able to catch them a little bit better with the jig, you know, here recently. Yeah, you know, most of the time a minnow's gonna wear out a jig, but here here lately it's it's been opposite. That jig's just working. Yeah, but the biggest thing I found about using those those crappie jigs on these crappie and one of the things that took me forever and I still do it, when you got a crappie jig in your hand, just like any other jig that you're fishing, like say you're throwing a, a bass assassin on a jig head, you throw it out there, you let it sink and you start working it, right? With these crappie you take these little, I'll take these little, uh, they're tiny, well, they're tiny assassins is what they're called, or, or whatever, uh, crappie assassins, panfish assassins, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and I take, I've been using these little, little, uh, eight, uh, 16th ounce jig heads and the, uh, the eighth ounce also when the wind's blowing, but mostly the 16th ounce. What you want to do is drop it down there, get it in the depth, and don't move it. That's, you know, don't move it. Just set it there and hold it. And people, it's hard for people to get used to. Well, yeah, they they think they need to work it like you do a slab spoon or something, you know, jigging for bass over a brush pile. But you want to you wanna keep it in the strike zone and just barely move it if you move it at all. Exactly. I mean, if you move it all, what I, what I found out is, is more like if you're just getting nervous, like you're just quivering. You're not you're not moving it. You're just kind of shaking your hand. Trimble. Sometimes I'll take it right, right. And sometimes I'll actually take two fingers and just tap the rod while while it's down there. So it's, I'm not moving the rod. I'm just I'm causing a little vibration to go down the line. And sometimes that helps. But most of the time, sitting dead still. I mean, not moving at all. You'll feel them like go up there and just like they're thumping it. And you get a good solid thump. Set the hook. Boom. You got a got a fish. And when you move it, and watch, and it's funny because you'll watch it on, you know, on the active target or live scope, whatever you're running. If 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 you're watching those jigs, and you'll see them as you move it, they'll run away from it. I mean, it's like that's not real, so they leave. And it's amazing to see. But but whenever you kind of figure it out, just drop it down there. There may be four or five of them ganged up around it. When they you get four or five of them ganged up around it, they're gonna one of them's gonna hit it. It just you got to get that, create that competition where they're fighting over it, and once they start fighting over it, and they're going to hit one of them's going to hit it because they they can't stand it. They got to they got to get it before the other one does. And the same way with a minnow. I mean, I've been seeing them do it with a minnow too, because that's one thing about using the forward facing sonar on these brush piles. Before I even get started, let me set your depth because I use bobber stops and stuff like that. I, I love cork fishing, so yeah. We're out there in 15 foot of water, and I'll use them bobber stops on, on the line, and then a slip cork and, you know, a little 
white and uh, swivel and barrel swivel and then a hook and drop that rascal down and make it to where it drops right to the top of the trees or right where the fish are at. You know, not, you know, maybe an inch or two above them, but right there at their level. And then I'll bait that thing up and say, chuck it right over there. Drop that thing down. I'll watch it go down and then hit the top of that tree and swim around a little bit. And then, dunk. there we go. But like yesterday, when it, was, it started out, you know, first two fish were like nine-inch fish. It's like, okay, well, they're here. They're going to bite. I mean, this is one of the within the first two drops we had it down there. Right. Got one, got one around two pounds right after that. And a couple of, you know, a couple of pound quarters, pound and a half is there. And, and then boom, they just quit. It's like, and I hit four or five brush piles. And I, I told them, I said, well, we need to go do something different because this ain't working. And then we got up on them catfish and them rascals slowed down on us too. So, but we had some decent ones that couldn't complain about it, but, it, you know, it is what it is sometimes, and, and you just deal with it. And then yesterday afternoon, like I say, they just all fired up. Right. It's, I mean, it's the biggest thing what just a few hours will do to you sometimes. Well, let me fire off this uh, first break here, and I'll come back to you, Richard. Hang on. I'll be right back. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. Quick break. Right back. Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back up to Conroe and talk some more with Richard. All right, Richard, we're back, man. There you go. I'm ready to go do some bass fishing, too. That's that's the next thing, get some bass fishing in. Them dang frogfish ought to be doing real good, especially with all this high water. Yeah, you can get, get way up in there on them. They, they'll get I back know. in that. Y'all still got quite a bit of grass and everything, huh? That's the thing. That's what I was going to talk about too, because we we got the Parks and Wildlife's been out doing their there's some studies. You know, oh, after Lord. I talked to them down there. Well, I mean, the thing <laughs> is, they're they're looking at it. More you know, carp. <laughs> Here we well, go again. That, uh, yeah, but I I like that better than the poison. I mean, that's that's one of the things. Poison in that water. I just I'm not good. I'm, I don't. That don't sit well with me. You know, because everybody's drinking that water. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, think about it, Mickey. They got a water treatment facility right there on the lake, so they're treating the water for drinking water for everybody in the woodlands. Once you start spraying poison in the water, it's poison. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't agree with it. Carp, I'm more, I'm more comfortable with, and the reason being is, you know, one of the things that happened, and a lot of people don't understand that. Back in the '80s, when they first put those carp in for the grass, they. Texas Parks and Wildlife turned that over to Texas A&M. A&M, they, uh, with A&M, they rec- Parks and Wildlife recommended three to five fish per vegetated acre. They put in three to five fish per surface acre. That's what happened. That's what caused all the problems. With, with the way that Parks and Wildlife actually manages it, with three to five per vegetated acre, it controls it. It keeps it where you've got the shoreline grass, and it keeps it down. And a good example of that is the Huntsville State Park. The Huntsville State Park used to have hydrilla that would run out there. to. It had a 12 to 14-foot edge all the time. I used to take people out there years ago to learn how to flip that hydrilla with big jigs. And, and that was the reason, because that lake had the walls of hydrilla like Rayburn and Toledo Bend had. So you could go in there and flip those big jigs and catch those bigger fish out of that stuff. Well, they got to where they controlled it right. Now all they've got is this just a thin layer of hydrilla along the shoreline. So it's it's just out to the edges of the shoreline. you got lily pads and things like that. But they're controlling it through carp. And you can see them big rascals out there. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. Well, what's happening now with Conroe is you've got this it's mostly coontail because they were out there studying it the other day, and I got to talking to him. Mike Gore is one of the guys I talk to on a regular basis about it, and he's, you know, he's saying, "Yeah, we're finding a lot of coontail because they, they were dragging right there at Stowaway, and and um, right there at the marina." Because I told him, I said, "Between these slips, it's full. You know, by the end of summertime, it's going to be matted up on top." 
and they they were dragging around in there and sure enough you know they find it and i said what are y'all finding mostly and they said coon tail and that's that's what i expected but i know there's some hydrilla in there so mm-hmm. they're gonna eventually put some more carp in there which is fine you know as long as they don't overpopulate don't overdo it. it yeah like they did that right. one time when they were there i mean you couldn't even find a blade of any kind of no, grass in that lake. Not even yard grass. I mean, a no. big yard grass didn't stand a chance. I mean, they, they'd mow, mow the grass. You could, you could dump your grass there. clippings in the lake and the carpet eat them up. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. So as long you know, now they, you know, they've learned all these things over the years. So they, they do a lot better. I mean, and that's, and then also we've got the carp persistent strains of grass that have been planted by Seven Coast Bass Club along with other, other people that, helped out with all that deal since the 80s you know they started those cages a lot of people ask me what are these cages around the lake you see a bunch of t-posts in the water there'll be some uh that construction mesh around them or mm-hmm. they'll even be like uh uh hog wire or something like that around them what that is is that was our even chicken wire that stuff was planted in there and fenced in so that it would get a start before the carp got to it so with those areas been done like that since the eighties, all all the way up till I don't remember when the last time they put them in, but all the way up to the last recent ones, which may have been five years ago, maybe even less. But those things have taken over. So you've got that bladed grass, it's like a eel grass type stuff. You've got mm-hmm. lily pads everywhere. You got these little dollar pads popping up. Now these are things that the carp don't eat. So that's that's one of the things that that's actually helped. Now, with that with that said, that little eelgrass stuff. That's where I, I was telling you for two years. Uh, I can't. I see them in there. I can't catch the big ones out of it. I catch the small ones out of it. But I know there's big ones in there. I can't catch them out of it. So, people that got it figured out got it figured out better than I do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just one of the things that that little that eelgrass stuff really looks good. And I know it's got a lot of fish in it. But I can't catch the big ones. I can catch the small ones. Two pounders and less, but I have not pulled a six pounder out of that stuff yet. So I know they're there, though. That's what's crazy. I know they're there. I can see them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they'll blow up on some bait in there, and you know it's a big one just by the way they're blowing up on it. But you can't get them to eat what I'm offering anyway. And I don't know what it is. I've thrown, I've thrown floating rattle traps at them. I've thrown uh, tap outs at them. I've thrown shad assassins at them. You name it. I've thrown. Everything under the sun, spinner baits through there, topwater baits through there, and you just can't get the, I can't get the big ones to eat. So I'll, I'll figure it out one of these days though. But other than that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, I'm going to get in there and find some of that grass that really nobody's fishing yet. And I know there's some of it around. I know where a little bit of it is, not all of it, but there's little areas that people are missing. And some of those areas are really holding some good fish. You know, and right now there's about a foot of water on top of it. So it was getting close to matted up on top. Now that water's on top. So I can take burn a spinnerbait through there and, and maybe get them to eat, especially after these little fronts. They like they like them little smaller spinnerbaits and stuff whenever you get a front coming in and just pretty much wake it. You know, if you're not if you're not get catching them on the top water or if they uh if they don't like uh short strike uh, uh buzz bait or something take you a, take you a uh, little small spinner bait like a like one of them old h&h and like an old h&h double. or a beetle yep. spin even beetle yeah, spins beetle work sp- good on them sometimes yeah. in that cover exactly like that. that dang beetle spin is one of the best baits out there you take that rascal and just burn it and wake it right under the surface and you think you're reeling it faster than that fish can get it you can't really no, you can't enough. outrun a fish you i guarantee you come get it there is no doubt. I'll tell you what I've seen. I've been burning that thing so hard and and just seen it just waking across the top and hit a blade yeah, of grass. Yeah, you got to just basically let the fish dictate to you what they want. You know, it, it, that, I mean, the same way in saltwater. Some days they want that lethargic just crawling the bait. You know, that's when we yep. go to the corkies and stuff like that just so we can sit it on top of them. And then other days they want it ripping and taking it away from them. You know, that's it. I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's, and whenever they, whatever, whatever they want it when it's going. Yeah, I mean, it's it is a blast because I mean, you you're sitting there thinking there is nobody else doing this. I mean, nobody else going to burn that bait like that. And and when you figure it out, it is 
it is game on. I sat over at Rayburn one time in, in a tournament, and I literally burnt the blades off of 15 spinnerbaits that day. I mean, <laughs> went through it, literally ate the blades off because I was winding them so fast that the blades just fall off. I mean, that just it wore through the wire. And it's just crazy. But they, but I had so dang many fish. I, had, I think on that deal, I had five that weighed like 29 pounds. And it, was, it probably caught 150 fish that day. It's just, it just every, all the conditions were right. And it was just one of those weird situations where, and I can tell you right now, in 1986, I was fishing a tournament on Sam Rayburn in this little spot over in Buck Bay. I was over there with I had a, I was in the front of the boat. I had a guy in the back of the boat. It was one of them one of them pro am type deals. I threw out there. I'm throwing a buzz bait and I'm getting short strike by a foot. I'm hanging. I think I had five trailer hooks on the back of a buzz bait and still couldn't get them caught. This guy in the back of the boat was throwing a little bitty spinner bait and he was burning it. And, I, and he was catching them every cast. And I'm going, what in the world am I doing wrong? <laughs> so I took that thing off and hung that little spinnerbait on there and went to wearing them out, too. So we all caught fish that day. But it's just one of those things. I didn't click. When they short-striked that buzzbait, from, from, and 10 years later, 1996, to that, almost to the day, on that very same spot, I'm sitting there throwing a buzzbait. I get a short strike, and it clicks. I said, I better change. I put that little spinnerbait on, and here we go. That's when I wore out them 15, 15 right. spinnerbaits in one day. I mean, and I went, went through over 100 fish, I guarantee you. Did hook into a few of them bow fins, though. And you hook into one of them rascals and go down there and lip him. You better look out. Them old grandma. That rascal, he got some teeth. I guarantee you, and Rayburn is full of them things. I mean, we... We got out there and hooked into several of them things on them spinnerbaits, and they will absolutely destroy a spinnerbait. Man, Grand I mean, Yes, sir. That big old prehistoric. Well, they call them grinnels, uh, bowfins, shoe picks. Shoe pick, yeah. Now, where did he get mean, the name shoe pick? I ain't figured that <laughs> that's out That's the Cajun either. name. That's what they call that's them over it. in Louisiana, shoe pick. That's it. Shoe pick, and that's like them soccer too. Mm-hmm. You know, you Saddle crappie, yeah, or that's white it. perch. Nobody that's even it. says white. white perch anymore. No, nobody does. Nobody says the white perch. But Catch you get over white around, perch. <laughs> yeah, you get over around the Carolinas, though. They eat them crappy. Crappy, <laughs> crappie, white yeah. perch. Yeah, that's it. that's it. Ain't no doubt. You got it all. And I, I tell you what, I love every bit of it, too. Ain't no doubt. All them fish are fun to catch. I don't care what they are. Them brim, goodness, Mickey, them brim are starting to get big, too. They're all over these brush piles out there right now. I mean, what I need to do is go and take me some, uh, some night crawlers out there and get on them get on them brush piles and start pulling out some of these brim. Because some of these brush piles I'm looking at, there, there's got to be a thousand brim on them. I mean, they are everywhere. You can fill up a I hadn't heard. Oh, yeah. I'll find out from uh, Jeff Coat this morning how Texas is doing. But, uh, yeah, always, yeah man, I always, them big old picture brim, I always think of Tex, man. I do, too. I do, Bulkheads, you know, in late May and June, that spawning ritual they go through, and it catches them yeah. big, I mean, bigger than your hand. Big I boys. know. They are, too. I'll tell you, you know, we, when we was kids, we used to talk about, man, that brown's big as my hand, big as my hand. These are bigger than your hand. And Texas got them figured out, too. Well, I'll tell you what, yep. I, just hope, I just hope he's doing all right. You know, I, I called and checked on him here a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, I don't know he's in bad shape. So, And he, he's been going downhill the past couple of years. So, and he ain't talking right either. So, it, you know, he's, he's already telling everybody, you know, hey, when I go, y'all show up in all your fishing gear. So he ain't, you know, he needs to get off of that. So I know. it's uh, it's just one of them things. But uh, I, the one thing gives me those Billy Mills. I mean, he's still kicking. He's still going hard too. I mean, Billy's just getting out there and going as much as he can. You know, he can't see a lick. He's taking his grand, getting his grandkids to help him get out there and do all this stuff. But he's still going. So and then yeah. you know, the, just text. I just hate to hear he's he's been been in bad shape that congestive heart failure is what a what a heart he had so it's um yeah, it's not good so 
I don't want to see any of us go down, but this we're we're going there every every day. We're getting closer. That's it. So appreciate every day you got left. You just know, you and know I'm when gonna, they're gonna pull your number. That's right. I'm gonna go as hard as I can go till they pull mine. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt about it. All right, Richard, hold on. Let me do another break real quick, and I'll come back to you. Bill Watkins hadn't called back or anything, so you got the floor for now. I'll be right back to you, Richard. All right, right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. From the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. All right, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 435 here in the Bayou City. All right, Richard, we're back. All right, all right. That's it. That's like a, yesterday I posted a deal about a buddy of mine. He's got that. He's got Garzilla. He's catching the heck out of them gar over there on the river. Over yeah, on- a lot of people are into that nowadays. You know, just getting on the river and catching a big old alligator gar. I'll tell you what, he is hammering some of them big grass. I was watching some of his videos yesterday, and they tickled the heck out of me. So I, I had to post some of his stuff out there and let. Let other people see that. I get people on the boat all the time asking, hey, you know anybody fishing with a gar? Yeah. So this guy over here. And he's he's pretty much, let's see here, I've known his his mom and dad pretty much all since I've been around Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So 70-something. So his dad passed away a couple of years ago. His mom's still around. But he's a, he's a good kid, been, been out there trying to hustle and doing been pretty dang good, and you know, with the restrictions they got on these alligator gar now, you know, you keep you can keep one, but he catches and releases them. And yeah, it's why just, not? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they're they're just some giants out there. I mean, alligator gar is good eating, though. I mean, from what I hear, I had never eaten. Eh, I'd rather have a Lake Conroe channel you, cat. <laughs> you and me, you and me both. But I, you know, that's what I hear. You know, the thing is, years ago we used to take and sell all them. All them rascals to to this guy over here bought them, and what they did is they shipped them over to Louisiana and made cat food out of them. So hmm. that's that was one of the things most people don't realize: is cat food. When you see that uh, cat food says fish, it's gar. Huh. That's what they that's what they got in cat food is gar. Most of the time it's gonna be a spotted gar, but I think they did put, use alligator alligator gar in them for a while. But hmm. but uh. You sell them, I think we sell them a dollar a pound back then. That's back in the 80s. So you get all get out there and go bow fish a whole bunch of them and then, then go sell them. That's how we did that. So, but he, like I say, he catch, I think I've seen him catch them on a hook and a snare. I ain't figured out how he's snaring them, but he gets them out there and catches them on a snare too. And that's, that's kind of neat to watch because catching them six, seven foot guard, that's, that's a fight. Yeah, that's big. That's, Man, I'll tell you what, them rascals pull like a freight train. We used to do it back don't... in high school just for fun. You know, we'd garfish. Yeah. We would never kill them. We just. I, you know, I never, I never really, I never really fished for them, though. That's the thing, because years ago, Jeremy Wade called me. He said, hey, I want to, I want to do a, a, uh, gar. River fishing. Monsters. Jeremy. Yeah. 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 He said, I want to, I want to do a gar fishing deal on Trinity River. And I told him, I said, I know how to kill them. I don't know how to catch and release them. So I sent him on, sent him on to some other people because that's all I did back then was boat fishing. I've never, never. Yeah, there's have some tried. guy up there that fishes below the Livingston Dam that uh, he specializes in that. Last time I fished up there was Simon Cosper. I saw him. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's, this guy's Cody Criers. Who he is? He's up here in the river, and it, you know he's a uh, like I say. He, he just he catches them all the time, and I think he's most of the time he goes up here to lock him down around Madisonville. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not 100% sure where he's catching, but I know that locking down up there at Madisonville, that's, that's where you get a bunch of them when everything, all the water conditions are right. Cause they, they just, for some reason, they gang up around it, that lock up there. So where the that's, one is. Of, <laughs> that's it. You know, when that water gets running through there, right? but, I mean, dang it, Trinity River. Something so about running anyway. water, you know, uh, anywhere yeah. near a spillway or anything like that. It just, it's, it just attracts fish. It does. I'll tell you what, it's a fish magnet. We used to go behind that, that Livingston Dam when we was in high school all the time. Man, you catch everything behind that dam. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that you get that, There's some that good water. striper fishing behind that dam, too, at times. Boy, it's crazy. Ooh, you ain't kidding. 
And that's the real stripers. That ain't them. That ain't them little ones. That's the big ones. Yeah, them songs, they're good. Man, ones. they and they they're fighting that current too. So it's, you talk about a fight. I love them current fish. When you get, when you hook into one of them, it could be a two pounder, and you think, man, I have got I have got Moby Dick here. This is the biggest yeah. thing I've ever hooked into. Got old Jargo I mean, that, on there. I That's what my mama used to call him, Big Fish. Well, I got old Jargo on the end of the line. There you <laughs> I go. Where, there you I go. have no idea where that term came from. That must be from way back in the twenties and thirties. Jargo. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. There's there's something to it. There ain't no doubt about that. But it's uh, you know, that's that's the thing. Them big rascals. When you get them, even a you know, small one in that current. You know, it's like fishing that Lano River over there. You get over there and catch those dang little bitty Guadalupe bass. Them mm-hmm. rascals fighting that current. That you know, usually when I'm fishing over there, I use a six pound test line or so. You know, because it's that water's so clear and using small baits and everything. And them little, them dang little Guadalupe bass fighting that current. You you think, man, you've got the biggest thing in the world, and he ain't even three quarters of a pound. That was like some uh, like talking about them big old bull brim Texas catching too. Them dang bull brim, you get them on there and you you know it's a brim, but man, he is pulling, and I mean he is pulling hard. There was one the other day we caught one of those crappie fish, and I thought, man, this is a big old crappie. Pull him up, this big old brim. That's something like say bigger than your hand, and yeah. it's just thick. I mean, just as thick as they can be. I mean, it's and good eating too. I like. I like cutting the heads off, scaling them down, cut a couple of slashes in their side, throw them in a pan, and fry them, fry them up real good, and start picking them off the bones. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my goodness, man! I tell you what, that's a lot of work, but it's your. Now, I had good. a friend. He they fished over at Conroe the other day, and uh, with a couple of his buddies, and they caught seventy really nice catfish. Oh against, yeah! Against a bulkhead somewhere. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the thing. I I can't get mine to fire up. It's probably on the south ends where I'm gonna guess. Because there's yesterday yeah. I noticed. Yesterday I noticed when I came off the water, I was down on the south end early, and when I came off the water yesterday evening, the shad eggs on my boat, and I'm going, dang it, I didn't even Uh-oh. see them. Yeah, so so that that tells me. I it's another thing. I saw on Facebook the other day. Some guy going, "What is this all over my boat?" People were saying electrolysis, electrolysis. It's shad eggs. They're everywhere. So I, that was the thing. I wish I'd known where that rascal was at. Cause wherever the shad eggs are at, that's the bulkhead you want to be fishing. So right now, after yesterday, I've got an idea that they're a little farther south. The north, the north fish must be done because I can't. On my regular spots that I normally catch them on, the bulkheads on the north end, I mm-hmm. they're just not there anymore. Huh. I, I, I'm not even finding any birds lining up on them. So, but there was a couple of spots yesterday I spotted on the south end that there was some birds lining the bank and stuff, and then with them shad eggs all over my boat. I know there's still some up on the bulkheads, but man, it's hard to chase them when I'm not 100% sure where they're at, you know? And it's, True. uh, when I get out there on the deep stuff and I know I can pull 70 of them up within a couple of hours. Yesterday we spent three hours to pull 62 fish up, and that's just what we kept. And yeah. I know I know I threw another 20 back because I just wasn't big enough. You know, I don't, I'm, you know, catfish, there's no size limit, right? So it's just a matter of what you want to keep. I don't keep nothing that don't look like it's got a good solid fillet on it. That's, that's my True. thing. If it ain't got a good solid fillet, no way. I'm chugging him back. And I mean, some well, of them. Well, that's be, just good management. Let the little ones go and the big ones go. Keep the in between. Right. You know. Exactly. You know, and some of them be 12, 14 inches long. And I said, he's just too skinny and chug him back. You know, there ain't yeah. no sense in holding on to that not? one, you know. Yeah, and you get some bigger ones where you get a good, thick, solid fillet. I mean, I, I like them about, you know, about two and a half, three pounds. They're just a good, solid fillet from head to toe. I mean, they, I guarantee you that rascal. Hey, you, that, that's when I pull a catfish out of the water. That's the first thing I see, a fillet. I don't look at, I don't look at the fish. I look at how big that fillet is, and that's uh, that's a good one. <laughs> chuck him in the well. If it ain't good, I we're gonna chuck this one back. And some of them, you know, you get the male fish. A lot of people see these male fish. They've got these male catfish, big head, real skinny body. Yeah. They wonder what's wrong with them. They think they're sick. It's the male fish. It's the same the way our thing. Trout as the are too. Yep. 
Yeah, they they're protecting them them eggs. So as they're protecting them, they don't eat, so they get thin. And people start seeing those; they're starting to show up because I've noticed that some of the some of the catfish are loading up with eggs. They're not really ready to spawn yet, but they're they're getting loaded up. So it's getting close. Normally, normally we get them about June, July. They'll spawn, and right. uh, and then after that, that's when you really start noticing these male fish thinning out. So you get the big heads and a little skinny body, and you just chug them back because they ain't even worth holding on to. He may be 24 inches long, but he ain't got two ounces of meat on him. I mean, that's what's crazy about them. When you fly them out, there's nothing there. I mean, absolutely nothing. So it's just it's amazing how they can do that. So I don't All know right, how they buddy. survive. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, holding the fort down this morning. Richard and uh, Mickey, uh, you know I can do that. <laughs> yes, sir. I know you can, brother. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming up and fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you? All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook to check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Richard, have a good day. Hope that rain quits. <laughs> Yes, sir. Y'all I'm getting fun. hammered right now. All right, bud. I you have a good day. There. Later. All right. All right. Let's go down to Matagorda now. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's up? Mickey, what's happening? Not a lot. How are you, man? Well, uh, I haven't heard any weather come through here at Matagorda. No, it's Much. it's uh, staying above the coast right now. It just mm. uh, it'll eventually get there. Yeah, well, I'm trying to decide whether I want to mess with it this afternoon or not. I think it ought to be out of here by this afternoon. They're not calling for a lot of wind behind this one. Yeah. You're, you'll have a northwest wind, but they're, you know, Galveston forecast earlier was saying 5 to 10 after this passes. You know, the other yeah, day, last week when that one came through, some buddies of mine went out afterwards, you know, that afternoon, and they, they lit them up, and fish went off, man. No, they I fished that day. Well, I for nowadays, to lighten them up, <laughs> you know, not, yeah. nothing like what we used yeah. to talk about. But, I mean, for now nowadays, yeah, they did pretty good. Yeah, the same thing happened to me that I think that was last Friday. Uh, you know, it, it was torrential all night long, lightning all night long, and I... I left that dock. I didn't expect to get a bite, and it was a great right. top order bite all morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know it's been slow the past couple of days. I've waited the past two days. We caught a couple of good ones, a couple of 27, but the bites were far and few between, man. You can tell it it's it's April. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a hit-and-miss situation. We went well, uh, west yesterday, went west. The, the tide is real low in the morning, and then it bulls up. Boy, you know? boy, we've had some bull tides this week. Goodness gracious. Well, we've had them for a while. We've had well, yeah, tides. but, I mean, yeah. they're really, you know, up my way. It's just it's pushing all the way into the grass and everything. Yeah. Well, I've fished everywhere down west where I've caught them under these conditions before. You know, I'm thinking it's a late afternoon, you know, mm-hmm. bite, which they didn't want to do. So, And the glass minnows that I'm seeing are just little tiny things. You know, I'm seeing some lyre birds coming over them, but nothing underneath them. So, and that's the way we used to do in the heydays. We'd go down there in, in April and struggle all morning long and then get them in the afternoon late. Right. But nobody wants to do that anymore. So we're just pecking along. Well. Going through the motions. Waiting well, for May, April. May is in the headlights. <laughs> yeah, it's real Can't close. Get here fast enough. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. I think we've got some fish to catch. You know, it's not it's not going to be as bad as it was last year. We're not. Uh, 
I'm not catching those little 15 and 16 inch ones everywhere like we were for a while though. Wonder where they're hiding at. Well, with these tides are way up in that marsh with them redfish, I Probably guess. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's fishing. You go, you try, you do the best you can, and it ain't gonna happen every day in April. It's never, no. never has been like that. You know, them boys down south may be getting them every day, but we're not. Well, this is good drain fishing uh, tides right now. Yeah, you know, fishing around the drain mouths and points and all that. When the, when you get that good flush in the mornings, it'll come out, and then uh, you'll get that push back in in the afternoons, fishing those drains and guts around them. Yeah, yeah. Did you fish this week? No, no, I did not. Shoulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but no, I didn't. I didn't have any trips or anything. Yeah. So I didn't bother going. I've had plenty of practice over the years, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's not rocket science. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a lot of common sense, too. That's all it is. It's just yep. common sense goes a long ways in this world today. Yeah. If you can find anybody with any common sense. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people that don't have it, I can tell you that. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Ellie Mastro's looked good on that road trip, five and one. That's pretty good against two teams they played. That's incredible. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch them down here, but I heard they won one to nothing last night. Yep, one to nothing. Five to nothing, then one to nothing. Yeah, good. Kind of got lit up. Uh, in that first game, but they were just yeah. finding every hole. I mean, off that, that you know that that turf, that ball jumps, and they were hitting the holes. Yeah, made us pay. Well, we got a long ways to go. It's going to be a long season. We do. Everybody that was wanting them to sell the team and all that, they can calm down now. We're hitting our stride. We are a good team. <laughs> We are that we are, uh, and I guess the uh, the TV and the radio will be full of NFL draft stuff today. It's draft day. It is draft yeah. day, the big day. Yeah, thank God it only comes once a year, huh? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, oh, and uh, the Astros game is going to be on Apple TV again tomorrow night. I'm sure that's going to. Make a lot of people unhappy. On Apple TV. Yeah, they did it last Friday night. I don't huh. know if this isn't going to be a regular thing every Friday night ball game, Apple TV. Ain't no telling. Because I have no reason to, you know, buy that extra subscription for yeah. just one Astros game. I'll just have to listen to it on the radio. I like radio baseball, though. We grew up that way. Remember when we had them little transistors you'd hold in your hand to listen to the Code 45s? <laughs> uh, I can go further past. back to that. Those are the good old can, days, man. I can remember listening to Houston Buffaloes. Houston, Houston Buffs. Buffs. Code 45s. Yep. The good old days. Yes. Well... I well, y'all's water in good shape and everything. I mean, y'all yeah. ought to be, y'all to have pretty water with the tides we've had. No, everything looks good, Mickey. It just, you know, I, I noticed yesterday when I crossed the, the river, there's a lot of water coming down the river right now. The diversion mm-hmm. area's all messed up, but uh, no, we got plenty of good water. It just, uh, it's just April. April's April. April's. One of the toughest months, as far as I'm concerned. You're it is. A, it's a roller coaster month. Yeah, man. You're either on them or you're off. That's it. There's no in between with it. Yeah, when it's on, everybody catches them. And when it's when when it's not, no, everybody's struggling. Yeah. That's where well, it's been. I know that. You know when you go did, down, did hit that. When you go day. down west like I did yesterday. And you don't see a porpoise moving. 
them fish ain't feeding. No, if you don't see the porpoise over there, that they're just not there. It ain't no. happening. No, and then I finally get on a spot about two o'clock, and we're catching fish, and and then here comes one porpoise right through that reef and wouldn't leave and messed it all up. <laughs> so, hell if you do, and hell if you don't. Mm-hmm. Yep. You couldn't oh, get well. old Bill up this morning, huh? I don't know what happened with him. That's not like Bill. Usually I get a text if he's not going to, you know, he'll let me know ahead of time so I can prepare. But I uh, hope everything's okay. He's he's in a bunch of bad weather over there, too. They've been getting some bad weather all night. That's funny how that weather just goes across above us. Well, it's you know, with these, this Pacific flow stuff, it just it trains that way. It's crazy. Yeah. These fronts are moving so slow, they're so weak now that uh, you get that southwest and northeast flow with it. And that's when, that's when it dumps a lot of rain. It keeps going over the same area. Trying. Right. Oh, well. All right, Charlie P. Well, if somebody wants to come over and fish with you, give them a number. They can give you a call, man. Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, bud. Well, I'll talk to you Saturday. Okay, Mickey. Take care. Hey, thanks, Charlie. See you, man. Yes, sir. All right. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.